Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine. September 11th, 2020. It is a Friday, and you are listening to Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? I'm all right. How about you? I'm great. It's Friday, bro. Two days off. Looking forward to it. Did you eat good last night? I ate phenomenal last night, man. I haven't eaten that good in a long time. That's some good cooking, bro. Thank you. Very good cooking, man. You surprised me. You really you brought in you brought your A game. But you downplayed your grill big time, man, because that grill was very nice. That's small though. You made it sound like a little tailgating grill. Like a little oh, we can carry it around wherever we want. Ah, no, that's yeah. a nice grill, bro. I like the flame distribution. Right? Yeah. It's a nice grill. It was good food. food good company. Yes. Place got sort of filled. Became a true tailgate. It, it became, it, yeah, it became one of those tailgates that you're just kind of hanging out and all of a sudden a group of people just show up. I don't know where that came about from. And all of a sudden it becomes this huge party. Everybody's like, look, man, look at that party over there. Look at that tailgate. And you didn't let me into the virtual room. You know, we forgot. I absolutely forgot. The virtual stuff. I was giving daughter got a little chaotic, so we forgot. I called. Yeah, so we, my husband laughed at me. We forgot. We completely forgot. That virtual thing he, doesn't he come said to you mind. Saw the picture. Well, oh, you put up some picture of some sort of vegan tailgate. I saw that. Yeah, he says. That could have served as a turnoff, but I'll be honest <laughs> with you, I, there wasn't enough there for me to. I just we got sidetracked. I ended up having to cook for a bunch of people. I didn't think there were so many people going. Yeah, all of a sudden, it, 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 it was me and the wife showed up, and all of a sudden, I see Larry taking out food, taking out food, and taking out food. I'm like, why is he taking out all this food? Before we knew it, there was a good amount of people there. Yeah. Let's talk about Mahomes, though. Yeah, your boy Mahomes, 34-20 winners over the Texans. Yeah, NFL has begun. I love it. The NFL has begun. They looked like they did not miss a beat. Like, they were tracking along, man. They, they were giving it to him. Superb. Superb. The same old Chiefs, bro. And this rookie over here, uh, CEH, he's pretty good. Well, Mahomes throws three touchdowns. Um, the NFL doing what, you know, what they do best with their, with their home openers to start the season. Um, and football should be interesting this week, including the fact that the Dolphins – um, have decided as a team to skip the anthems. Yeah, I heard that they wanted to stay in the in the locker rooms uh, during both anthems. Both anthems. Yeah. What do you mean both anthems? What's the other anthem they, they play? Decided to stay inside during the Star Spangled Banner and lift every voice and sing. The Negro. Uh, that's the traditionally known as the Black National Anthem, and it's going to be performed. Live or played before week before every week one NFL game, so that'll be part of the week one festivities this weekend. Mm. Dolphins said, "Eh, we'll pass on both of them. Hmm. Let us know when you're done playing the music. We'll come out and play football." Well, that's an interesting position to take. That is an interesting position to take. <coughs> and it seems like they're all together within this within the organization because that report came out I think early yesterday. Early afternoon. This is a combined statement. 
in their video. This attempt to unify only creates more divide, so we'll skip this song and dance, and as a team, we'll stay inside. We need changed hearts, not just a response to pressure. Enough, no more fluff and empty gestures. We need owners with influence and pockets bigger than ours to call up officials and flex political power. I respect the statement. I just don't think there's room for politics in sports. Well, there isn't. And I think, look, there's a way to take what the Dolphins are doing to mean exactly what you just said. They're calling it fluff. So at the end of the day, now, I mean, you know how I feel about my national anthem, but I respect everybody's right to do as they please during that song. Mm -hmm. But that they're going to just stay inside until the music's done. We'll skip this song and dance. And as a team, we'll stay inside. I, I, I respect that. I'm okay. I'm actually really okay with that. Me too. I'm, I'm almost as okay as the A's beating up on the Astros again yesterday. <laughs> I like when the Astros lose to the A's. The A's have a six-and-a-half game lead in the American League West. That's the biggest lead in baseball right now as far as divisions. My A's. You my see how Oakland I segue A's. there? That's a good segue. Love my Oakland. I'm good at the segue thing. Yeah, buddy. Do you remember when the Lakers lost game one? Yeah. Yeah, Lakers in six, I said. I might be wrong. It might be Lakers in five. Yeah. Houston can't hang. They there's can't. too much. There's too much. They don't have the, They don't have that firepower. And what will be interesting is the Clippers-Lakers uh, Western Conference Final. That will be interesting, and we're headed that way as both teams are up three games to one in their respective series. The issue with Houston is that they don't have a true number three. So it's only Harden and Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And then of a whole bunch of guys. Isn't there like a game seven or something today? There's a game seven tonight, baby. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so here's the part that young Yandy doesn't like, even though it's Friday and I'm letting my hair down. Can't you see I'm what? letting my hair down? <laughs> there we go. Game seven, bitches. There we go. Yeah, buddy. Soap and water. There. Oh, man. Love it. So is it true that yesterday was like the first day in the history of the world that like all everything aligned, like every sport was played yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Like that had never happened before. Never. You had NHL. You had NASCAR. You had tennis. You had golf. Full slate. You had baseball. You had football. You had college football. You had basketball. The only thing you did not was college hoops, but it's not college. I mean, not college, yeah. whatever. Gosh. That's pretty crazy. That's cool. That's really cool. So, yeah, that was a little different yesterday. So, yesterday was one of those days. I mean, we were committed, and so we were watching the – obviously, we were watching the, the, the college football game, but um, if it wasn't for that, then we would have definitely been jumping around. Once I got home, I was jumping between the Laker game and the Chiefs and and, um, and, the, and the college football game because the Canes game got a little stale. Like Well, 31-14 final. Right. The Canes win. The Canes are 1-0, and Yandy, much to your chagrin. Um, Blah. how did you Blah. how did you enjoy that game? Like I'm sure David was was watching the game and did he scream at the TV a little bit? David doesn't scream. David has come on, I don't believe he you. He doesn't. He has this eerie silence. He he watches football and smokes a cigar. And when good things happen, he, he claps. He does and the golf clap. Golf clap. Golf clap and and back back to the cigar. 
Yep, that's that's how David watches football. I'm the one that's yelling and screaming, looking like a mad woman, hair all over the place, yelling. Well, he, ta he's... talking about a mad woman, um, your sister's quite the mad woman. I'm gonna get the uh-oh in about three seconds. What, uh, what did she do? Well, I'm just saying, she's, she seems to, like, I wanna live life vicariously through her. Yeah, man, she's been Like, right, like, I think that's a good place to live life. So, like, I wanna be, you know how police officers have those little body cams? <laughs> yeah. All right, so I wanna be a body cam in your sister's life. I don't know if it's Every a weekend, an entire week, an entire month, but I, I want a, a personal view of what it's like to be your sister so that I can live vicariously through her. You want to talk about having a charmed life. We're, her passport rivals only Frank's. She goes everywhere, doesn't she? Yeah, we, we love traveling, but she... Uh, but she takes it to way, a whole other level. On her own. She's what? traveled all on her own. She's paid all those trips on her own. She, she's made herself who she is. Is she like a CEO of some company we don't know about? Nope. She's Natalie, who works really hard, and I'm very proud of her. See, there's the older sis. Look, look, look. You can see. If you could just see, I don't know if you can see through the video, or if you can see she's just all full, all full, all full of young Yendi now yep. because she's talking about her little sister. Very proudly. Look at her. Look at her. Very proudly talking to her sister. That doesn't change the fact that I, I, you know, those little lapels that you ladies wear. Like, I want to be a little camera in there, and I want to live vicariously through your sister. I want to be two days. I can do it for two days, Frank. Yeah, if it's a, a weekend day, on the bro. beach, I mean, I guess, but you can do a day. Like, you're not gonna a get a weekend on the beach. I want to be a weekend on the beach. Her. That should be interesting. I think you'd enjoy a body, a hidden cam from my brother's point of view. <laughs> your brother also lives vicariously. My brother is a stud, dude. My brother lives right next to the golf course, runs rec centers, looks like a GQ model. Guy, guy is... Maybe we're good. living vicariously through the wrong person. Maybe this guy's like the next George Clooney we're missing out on. <laughs> that guy sounds like he's too cool to be me. He's too cool for anybody. Like that, huh? So that, yeah. that stuff runs in the blood, right? Apparently your sister and your brother. So my only question is like, what happened to you? <laughs> Oof. Oh. Yikes. Oh. Well, you went nerd, you went vegan. Like, what, what happened? Well, we're all very educated, very different personalities. Oh, I, based on what you've explained about your brother and what I've noticed about the world traveling Natalie herself, like, you are very different than them. I've traveled. I just didn't have a camera at the time. It was uh, no social media, so I didn't really document. Well, she just dated herself. She was, I was too old when I traveled, so there was no social media. She did. Unless you called MySpace social media, but I wasn't going to well, put my stuff yeah, on MySpace. Well, yeah, MySpace, but there no, I, I, they're all, we're all very different. We all have. Do you think we're embarrassing young Yendi yet, Frank? A little bit. She's mm. trying to tiptoe away yeah, around she's it. She's tiptoeing away from it. She's doing the side shuffle now. She's like, no, get me away from this stuff. Yeah, I want, I want, no, I, I want to live through Natalie's life. I got a feeling that that's got to be fun. It looks like fun. It, it's got to be fun. It's got to be. You, it's got to be interesting, to say the least. She's, no offense to your brother. Maybe your brother is really the next George Clooney. She's on yachts, beaches. She's in all sorts she of cities is, all my over the goodness, world. Whether she pays, and God bless her, she pays for it herself. That means no dependency of no man, which means independent woman, which means rah-rah. Fire.
What is it with our this? Mom, what, our moms raised us that way. What is it with this show and fire? Third in the end. Right? We got a lot of fire. Fire. Right? Ricky Bobby's sister, right? Fire. Fire. Your sister's fire. Not fire. Your sister's fire. Not fire. Yeah, your sister's a little bit fire. We had this conversation already. You can throw the awkward in there if you want. That's fine, but it's the truth. Oh, it doesn't matter. If she were ugly, I'd tell you, hey, but I, I can't say that. So there's a lot of fire around. Like It's like we're the California forest, and there's oh. fires around us Bro. everywhere. Fire. Bro. I think it's too soon. But it's, it's true. There's fire everywhere. Have you seen some of those pictures coming out, like of San Francisco with the night, with the sky oh, in the morning, that. all yeah, it's terrible, bro. But all it's orange and stuff like that? There's another picture. The downtown San Jose looked like Mars. Anthony made a good point. It seems like every year it's that way. Every year it is that way. It's this time. It's this time because it's dry over there. It seems like it's always dry. They go, we've gone 314 days without rain. I'm like, well, when the hell does it rain over there? You'd think they'd have systems in place to have water buckets around to avoid I, the beginning of all these. <laughs> the thing is, since I've been old, I've heard that line like three or four times. Yeah, but this one was started by somebody. Usually it just begins because is it's Is this the one where they had the pyrotechnic gender reveal? Yes, this is all from the pyro... Idania's uh, holding a picture now. You see it on the on the stream. Who's, but, um, who's the moron that would do that? Even I, even here in Miami, why would you do that? And they're being they're being threatened with having to cover all the costs for all this. How do you cover all right? that? How do you cover the costs for all that? You can never pay for that ever in your life. Well... You shouldn't have had a pyrotechnic gender reveal. Gender yeah. reveals, I just don't get, don't understand. I do. It's They're just... fun. Hey, I had a badass gender They're reveal. They're fun. They're great. Especially when your guy's swinging a bat thinking that he's going to hit something that's going to blow up to be blue. And much to his chagrin. And we capture it on film, by the way, including one of the great pictures of all time. A meme monster is when Frank realizes that the, the poof is pink and that he's in for 18 years of hell. Yeah. Having a girl is the best thing that can happen to any man. Says no father. And <laughs> says every father. Are you a father? Are you a father? No, that's not true. Who lied to you about that? Daddy lied to you about that, right? <laughs> Your dad lied to you about that. It has to have been. No, it's everyone. A male I mean, figure in your life male to you, lied cool. to you about that. Bro, I was ready to run around that park. I was ready to run around, you you had hit take a, my shirt a, off, like if like if I was Messi scoring a goal and just r wave around my head like a helicopter. I was ready to go nuts. It was You're crazy. never gonna have a more loyal fan, Frank. Yeah, I get it, but I still wanted my boy. And may your first child be a masculine Best child. child. Yeah, remember that line of the Godfather. We come back from break. I guess there's not a lot of sports to talk because I don't want to hear these dumb nuts talk about the Canes. I, I really don't. Well, it was like a, there he goes. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. There is a lot. Of, there is a lot of sports to talk about. Really? Because yesterday was the biggest day in sports history. That would yes. be correct. Yeah. All right. So then I'll go over yes, the scores sir. in baseball when we come back, and then we'll talk to you characters. See what you got to say about all the sports that went on yesterday. Only sports I saw on my TV was a Canes game that was a little boring, but it was all right. It was a good first game. Is that what we're going to talk about? Guys, I like the Chiefs games more. You want to talk about my homies and his three touchdowns. All right. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk. About. It's your segment when we come back. That's what Freaky Friday does to me. I let my hair down. I just do things I don't normally do. What hair? 
go. It's it's a radio <laughs> segment. Can you go with me here for a second, please? Is that all right with you? Yeah. Is that all right? Like it, it doesn't always have to be literal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd still live vicariously through Natalie every day of the week, bro. Yeah, buddy. Are you kidding me? The charmed life, the jet-setting life. Imagine having a head of hair like that. That that's the one, like for nothing else. I'm follically challenged. She has hair like down to her waist. They take these pictures with the hair in the wind in, in, in Abu Dhabi somewhere. And it's like, where, who got you to Abu Dhabi? Now I find out her hard work and butt got her to her, her Abu Dhabi. Keep in mind she's a model. That usually helps. So she kind of does this professionally. That would explain. That's her side gig. The that would explain a lot though, right? You don't have to comment, Frank. I'm alone on this one. That would explain a lot. It would explain a lot. It would explain. It would explain the extravagant views and a lot of model type pictures. I yeah, thought was just I was like, just I thought maybe just enjoying life, right? I doing her thing, you know. I didn't realize that, you know. Well, modeling was her thing. Now that would explain the 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 fully stamped passport. Her modeling is the side gig. The side she gig. A, so yeah, she makes she's a court her court reporter. Oh wow! Wow. Jesus. The Valdez children are very educated. I can imagine those criminals, boy. <laughs> Let me shut up before I get in more trouble. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Charles Gibson. I'm Diane Sawyer, and it's Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. It is beautiful outside, perfect September day with lots of sunshine. We will never forget. Just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the south tower of the World Trade Center. We have no idea what it was. It was a tremendous boom. We will never forget. The air is filled with hundreds of thousands of pieces of paper. We will never forget. It looks like a, a new plume, a new large plume of smoke. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! We will never forget. There is panic on the streets, thousands of people running up Church Street. We will never forget. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. This whole place looks like a war zone. We will never forget. This is certainly the worst and most coordinated single attack in the history of the United States. We will never forget. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. So that never one makes a little more sense. Backwards, not even to get... How do you even, like, well, hold on. That might be actually difficult to... Para atrás ni para coger impulso. Don't even go back a step, to, even if it's just to go forward. It seems Always like it's a long forward. explanation. Yeah, it's hard it to... It seems like you have to write... Forward. It sounds like two, 250 words explain this sentence. That phrase needs an instruction manual. <laughs> Good morning. Amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, Wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Alright. So I know normally I would go over scores and whatnot. So I sort of don't feel like it. Um, you played a promo. It's my, I don't want to call it my favorite promo because obviously it's amidst a tragedy, but um, I think it's one of the best prepared promos we have on the station for sure. Um, 19 years ago today was 9-11. I'm not going to say it any other, like, it's been a long time already. Like, we don't have to go through the long, exhaustive introduction of what a morning like today was, and the skies were clear in New York, and it was like, I'm not going to be talking about it right now. 19 years ago, some terrorists flew some planes into our, some of our sacred buildings and areas and wrecked havoc and changed life as we know it. And I said something 19 years ago when that happened. And uh, I remember telling my wife, this will be forgotten before it will be remembered. And she goes, this is impossible for it to be forgotten. Well, think about it, guys. We'll talk about this today, and then we won't talk about it. I happen to, you know, you go to my office. I have a little area commemorative of 9-11 and I have videos of 9-11 and many books of 9-11 because it's a topic that well is of interest 
to me, to my generation, of course. But our students weren't alive. Not one of them was alive during 9-11. And I've always, I always wonder about their perspective on what today means. Like their perspective on what today means is what I meant when I said it'll be sooner forgotten than it will be remembered. So I'm just wondering with you guys, like what does it take for it to be September 11th for you to think about September 11th? Because I know not, that's not the case for me. Not at all. I don't think a couple of days go by without me thinking about 9-11. That's, but that's just me because of where it happened and the symbolism to those buildings in my life. Yada, yada, yada. You guys don't have that slant. And Anthony, I don't think it's fair for you to comment on this because you lived in a house where someone has that slant. Yeah. But everybody else. That's true. Like, do you think about 9-11 on April 16th? Like, that's, that's my question. Does it do resonate not. in your head or does it take today for it to resonate in your head? It takes today for me. At least I, I just, I mean, it's a very major tragedy. I wasn't there to experience it, but I'm sure the people who were there ex to experience it. It's life changing. You're seeing history before your eyes and it's very hard to forget that. But as for someone who never seen it occur, I kind of look at it as a major history event. And to be honest, nothing more I see as a major tragedy that happened in this generation, but still. I do think it takes 9-11 for me to think about 9-11. That's honesty right there. You know, he's being introspective when he says that. He's like, look, I'm not going to BS you. Like, I'm not really thinking about that. And a great answer nonetheless. It's a great answer. Uh, mine's a little different. I kind of think about it every now and again, even if it's not. Well, the whole idea of it's constantly in my head, because even though, yes, none of us experience seeing that happening, we still grew up in like the post-trauma of it. And like, that's kind of what made our generation a little bit like that. That's, that's something that even though we didn't experience it, that signified a, a big change in our generation. But do you live with any New Yorkers? My dad is a New Yorker. So, so there's a I slant. I mean, I think if you have a, a New Yorker in your family, there's a mild slant. Yet I believe Mario... I know one of your parents Bronx. is from Philly. Is the other one from New York? Yeah, my dad's from the Bronx. He's from the Boogie. Um, he wasn't in New York, though, when 9-11 yeah, It doesn't matter. Happening. Neither was I, but we're from New York. Therefore, it affected us a little differently, is what yeah. I guess I'm trying to say. Anybody else have a family member that's from New York? I don't think anyone else. Yendi, you do, young Yendi? Who? My aunt is from New York. Oh, Catherine. Is that Catherine speaking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you have an aunt from New York. Does she still live there? Yeah, but she moved down to Connecticut. I mean, she's still right there, but... Yendi, who do you have in your... Uh, is it your parents? My mom's side of the family, all of them. My grandmother passed away over there, and all of her brothers and sisters, all of my mom's... My aunts and uncles. I what mean, borough? I go to New York once a year. What borough? Well, they're in West New York, which is right across, like, the, the river. It's Jersey, I And we know. take a ferry. Yeah. It's Jersey, but it's West New York. Well, West New York is New Jersey. Right, but it's New York for us. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's, 
<laughs> it's one of the other 50 states. It's New Jersey. We could, they could see what was no, going on. Oh, I know. Right just like from, listen, 310 14th Street. That was my grandmother's yeah. address in Union City. I could see the Twin Towers from the front of her house. It was in New Jersey. It must though. be awesome walking out, man. It's but it was in New Jersey. You see, Bergen Line was a block and a half away, and it was in New well, Jersey. Well, my family grew up in Bergen Line, but mm-hmm. then they all moved closer to the river, and then they all work in New York. Nurses, first responders, we got a lot of those. It was some crazy times, and it's improbability. We always talk about when, we, when the day comes up, right? But I don't ever seem to bring up the notion that what's different in our life today because of that day check into the airport um, back right in the now, day i don't know the biggest memory of 9-11 is when you have to fly somewhere i don't know if they know about this but back in the day you used to be able to walk with whoever was flying out all the way to their gate and you used to be able to hang out with them until they left now you're only allowed to the tsa checkpoint and then they have to scram, and you can go on with your You'd thing. And then you have to sit to there someone. for two hours because before you used to be able to kind of just show up maybe 10 minutes before the flight. Now you got to check in two hours before because of the process and how long it takes. So you know what? You're waiting at the gate to be called to go on your plane. It was permissible back in the day for family members and others to join you at the gate and say goodbye to you. And receive you also. Yeah, that was the other thing. That's missed. Yeah. The, remember, you would get like that's you got to be old school. To when, remember I, when I was getting somewhere and someone be waiting for you at a gate. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, we used to go all the time because I have family in Chicago and they would always fly down and we would be there as a family, ten deep, uh, getting there and as soon as they'd be like, hey, and be all Cuban about it. I remember coming back from Germany after that happened, and they oh, took away, it, they changed the law on the, <laughs> of course. what you bring. Let me guess, Natalie went with you too, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But she coming back pack. that year, Bush had changed the law about liquids on the plane. In the middle of the air, as I was coming back, I had spent like $300 or something on like face creams, brand new stuff taken away as soon as I landed. <laughs> well, that's regrettable. I, um... You used to be able to take food all the way to the gate. You used to go stop at McDonald's but or something. But other than this stuff about flying, what else has really changed our life? Our attitudes towards Middle Eastern people. You think? A little bit. The xenophobia is crazy. So we went, I'm going to say something very uncomfortable. We went from uh, the assumption that they ran a 7-Eleven to the assumption that they're going to blow up my plane. That's. I think, that, I think either one is horrible. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's it's absolutely reprehensible. I, okay. So you feel that 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 came out of nine eleven, huh? I believe so. Yeah. So I don't think that way, and I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I just don't happen to think that way. Do you think though that we? <laughs> So here's the other uncomfortable question. And our students can't relate to this. This is a funny conversation that only the three of us can have because they're looking at us funny when I say this. What is it called? Is it called a jihab, right? Is that what? what? Hijab. 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 Okay, so I'm sorry that I don't know how to say it. But didn't that immediately change? Like, didn't we become uncomfortable seeing someone wearing that? Xenophobia. That's a very, very difficult yeah. thing to say. More, more so at, a, at an airport than anywhere else. No, it was anywhere. No, everywhere, everywhere. Anywhere. People would freak out everywhere when they would see. And you talk about face masks now. How about 
when they had to cover their face in public places. Mm -hmm. And many people were up in arms. It was uncomfortable. It's you think that's uncomfortable? Imagine having a worldwide pandemic and everybody's got to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I could never imagine something like that. It's crazy because that, that whole time in our history actually opened up our eyes to that culture. Yes, people are afraid, were afraid, but they opened up the eyes to that culture a little bit more and how women are treated in that culture. So there was a lot of things that happened after 9-11 that opened up America's eyes to different parts of the world. Hmm. And that we have a lot of enemies. So are the things that... that now I'm just asking rhetorical questions, and, and this now I'd like for our students to chime in on. So are the things that we believe are life-altering, is that all really just cyclical anyway? Because even something as catastrophic as 9-11, but it doesn't, like I, I'm not at liberty to share an email that I received, an official email I received in reference to the topic. But, like, I'm going about talking about it like this with you guys on this level, right? And I'll play that promo until I'm damn good ready to take it off. Play whatever the hell I want. There, I said it. Um, you got to be careful what you say. You, you actually have to think twice about what you come. That's why I don't, I'm saying the uncomfortable stuff because I really don't care. I swear to you that I don't care, and I don't think our students should have that attitude. It, there are a couple of things that I'm not going to waffle on in my position, and one of them is this, if I have to sugarcoat words, then don't give me the voice because I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you exactly like it is. 19 years later, not only is it forgotten, okay, but we live in a world that's borderline unaffected by that tragedy. There is really nothing of consequence that we suffer today because of that. So now I ask the question and we come back from break. We're going to all answer it because y'all stayed silent on this. It's because it's a topic, quite frankly, you can't relate to. This may, you might as well talk to me about Pearl Harbor. Like, what, what do I know about Pearl Harbor? I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But... Will what we've been through in 2020 affect us in 2039? Or is this too cyclical? We'll talk about that on the other side and so much more. It's Freaky Friday. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Charles Gibson. I'm Diane Sawyer, and it's Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. It is beautiful outside, perfect September day with lots of sunshine. We will never forget. Just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the south tower of the World Trade Center. We have no idea what it was. It was a tremendous boom. We will never forget. The air is filled with hundreds of thousands of pieces of paper. We will never forget. It looks like a, a new plume, a new large plume of smoke. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! We will never forget. There is panic on the streets, thousands of people running up Church Street. We will never forget. <laughs> 
I've never seen anything like this. This whole place looks like a war zone. We will never forget. This is certainly the worst and most coordinated single attack in the history of the United States. We will never forget. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apolo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
right, we're back here on Good Morning Amigos, Series 6 and 145. 2039. It's not 3,000 people that died. It's 190,000 people that have died in this country because of COVID. This is a 9-11 every three days. Say whatever you want. You want to call it a pandemic. Call it whatever you want. I got it. All the political implications, I get it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 190,000 people dead. If you tell me 8 out of 10 of them, it's BS, it's 38,000 dead. 9 out of 10 of them BS, 19,000 dead. It's still far more than the 3,000 that died 19 years ago today. Very simple. How will this be remembered in 19 years? Because obviously 9-11, to me, it's not a big deal. The reading of the names over there in lower Manhattan, probably not as big a deal as it used to be. It's still emotional, but no, you're probably right. I used to stop programming the play, and now mm. I don't expect you to do that every year. I got it. Well, even the news. The news used to stop programming to play all that stuff, and they don't it's necessarily Patriot do that anymore. Day. We're making it a national holiday. Maybe in New York they still do, but they don't do it here locally. Like, we'll, they'll show tribute to it later on, showing that the, the lights, the beam of light showing up to the sky. I don't even think they're doing that this year. I, I could have sworn that I heard that this year they weren't doing the beam of lights. I'm fine. No. COVID-related reasons. Come on, man. 19 years from now, Padawans, we're going to remember or forget what we're going through today? I will definitely remember. remember. What was that? Yeah, remember, for sure. Remember, you think, Alba? Mari, what did you say? You got cut off? I will definitely remember this for so probably the rest have, of my all life. All your perspective is, you, let me guess, it's unanimous. Who doesn't think this will be remembered? I mean, there's always somebody to bring it up, so. Yeah. But so I, let me see if you understand my point with this, Araya. So, like, 19 years from now, I think we're going to remember this more so than 9-11 is remembered, right? Because it's one day, not six months, although 9-11 emanated for, for years. Nah, yeah, I remember this more than I remember now. You disagree, Danya? Just because, like, I'm personally going through it, so. That's what I think is perspective as well. That's the other thing I was going to point out is my perspective on 9-11 is because I felt like I went through, I mean, I went through this, but let's, let's keep it real. Like, Frank and I worked every single day during this. We saw stuff around us affected and change. The way we had to conduct business and work changed. But we worked every day. I would like, like my life, I don't want to say it was normal, but my life was conducted. You feel me? Idania, you seem to disagree with me. I'm all ears. I just think that, you know, I wouldn't say we're going to remember both equally because we experienced the global pandemic and obviously we didn't experience 9-11, but it doesn't mean that we don't think about it often or that we don't care about it or that it's not something that, you know, we still live. I mean, we've learned about 9-11 and we've seen videos ever since we could learn. I mean, I remember being, just getting to middle school, watching all these videos and it wasn't, only, <clears throat> sorry, it wasn't only on 9-11. So I think they're both really major events that 
are going on in history that are going to stick with us nonetheless. I think the global pandemic will stick with us stronger, but just a bit, <clears throat> just a bit because of the fact that, you know, we lived in, we lived in it and it completely like changed everything about our lives. Well, knowing you for a few years, you, you do have, you're one of the few students that has a soft spot for 9-11. I can particularly remember you making comments about it. Um, but if you had me for three or four years as a teacher, you know, I bring it up more than once a year. So you also have that exposure to it. But, but the truth is the perspective of going through what you've been through here will change how you view this. But God willing, if I'm alive in 19 years, which one am I going to look at and say that it made a more lasting impression on the way I do business Another thing going forward? And, and, but give me a second, Anthony. I would think it's this one, but go ahead. Another variable kind of in this situation is the fact that people kind of think that it didn't happen, that it was more so an inside job. I think that's kind of, I think it's blasphemous. I think it obviously did happen, but I think that is going to affect the way that some people do think about it. I'm always going to remember it because obviously I lived in a house with you and we talk about it pretty often. So I'm always going to remember it. And I hope that the people from my generation are going to remember it the same way I do. I have to agree with you, Dania, because we we do see all these videos when, when we're basically fairly young. I remember seeing my first 9-11 video when I was in elementary school and not like almost almost middle school. I was watching it like thirds, like I was watching it young. And you and they 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 give us these videos because you weren't there for it. So how about you just watch it so you can experience what we did as a country? Like that's like that's the mindset behind it, and I understand it. But you send us all these videos to watch since we're very very young, not expecting us to get somewhat desensitized and, and a lot traumatized from it. Like a lot of what kind of this generation is kind of based off of a lot of trauma, and that's one of them, because we kind of grew up in a world post 9/11 that was completely different. So I personally think that this is going to have an impact no matter what, however you look at it. You, you can see it with a thousand. You can see it through through stats with how people are 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 dealt with in, in a certain generation. When we go through like generational stats, I many of you who have had me for a few years in class can remember we did a we did a uh, we did an assignment on the falling man, and I bring this up because something that Yendi put on the chat just a couple of seconds ago. Um, the falling man was was very symbolic of that day but it was symbolic of something that day the reason that story goes unknown after just a few months literally is because what was censored from the video the raw footage of what went down that day and I don't want to be descriptive but there were things that went down that day where we've talked about it in class right in they made a choice they made a choice how they were going to perish and those are some cold, hard, real choices that were made. And the videos made that very clear. That's as good as I'm going to put it without being descriptive. And that raw footage was eliminated within less than 24 hours. And rightfully so. I, I can't imagine wanting to show anybody that stuff. I remember watching that live. Yeah. Me I too. remember That's wondering what it was that I was hearing, only to then realize what it was that I was hearing through common sense, not because someone said it, but then I just started putting two and two together and realized, oh, no. Um, 
I was watching when the second plane hit. I was watching. Yeah, I mean, a lot of us were. Yeah, I, know I was. Yeah. I know I was on the phone with my godfather, making sure my cousins were okay because they both worked in the trade center. I was Same watching with the stock market my with my uncle. Yeah, was, one of them. One of them was a, had a day off. The other one had been running late. Um, and had already called and said he wasn't going into work because he heard what happened. Um, he literally was gonna get the ferry when he saw the first one hit. So they turn around. So it's like we saw it on TV. The falling man is very synonymous as to how it became forgotten. There's an impact to those videos that, although I don't think I want kids seeing, made the reality of what went down that day sink in. I just feel like we haven't forgotten it. They've like shoved this information of this day down our throats since we were like little kids like i've learned it every grade i've been in like school besides like kindergarten i've learned about 9 11 like every year that they've been able to like teach me it and i don't think that it's that we've forgotten it i just think that they've like shoved this information down our throats so much that we're just desensitized to it and it's like funny. it's not affecting us as much as when we first learned about it. Because when we first learned about it, you know, it was like a tragedy to us. We're like, wow, how could that happen? What? But now we just like hear about it so much that we're just like, well, what can I do about it? It sucks that Plus, I got like, all the precautions have already been brought up against it. So it's like, okay, we went through this, but we're already past it. So like, you know. That's amazing points made by a few of you. It's a shame that we've got to cut it off and go to break. And they've got to go. Some of them have to go to other places. Some of them will stick around. Yeah, it's the perspective of you guys have lived it from day one in your life. It's been something you've known as long as you've been alive. And it's an interesting choice of words, shoved down your throat. Um, like, I would want it to be sort of shoved down your throat. But I, the perspective is, Concho, Milian, like, all we've ever heard about is this. Of course we know about it. Of course. We're, but we're a little, we're a little desensitized. You know, Idania hit me privately. Are you talking about this in reference to this? Because I don't want to mention what I was referring to that was very, it was a visual part of all of this that day on 9 11. That and, was the first video I ever saw of 9 11. And apparently, many of you have seen videos of this. So, like, I'm talking as if, you know, I'm hiding something from you guys, and you're all very aware that there's videos of when people decided they weren't going to perish in fire, they were going to jump and be free. And there's an end result of that that's very, very, like, it's, it's tough. So I never thought of it. This is why talking to them is so awesome. Let's go to my, they, desensitize is right. a weird word. I don't, I don't think I would use that word, but I get it. They're a little bit, their skin is tough on the topic. We'll keep talking a little more about that topic on but, the other side. Before we go, they will be lighting the lights. Oh, um, a month ago, they said they weren't going to be lighting them, but they will be lighting the lights. There will be no stage, however, with the whole member, member, uh, member, memorial or whatever. They'll be streaming names under, under the... But you see, I was right. I remember hearing they weren't going to do it, so they did change their mind. Good yes. job by them. Back on the other side. Good morning, Amigo. Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find...
And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. year Yankee Stadium was there and you and I have concurred that I think we were there the same weekend not knowing each other exactly um, and I remember seeing them they were building just finding it to be very dark very sad and it was seven years later it was seven years later it was an eternity later and I don't know if you know this or not, I had not been back to New York after that happened. No, I didn't know that. So when I went in a wait, it was the first time I'd been there since 2000. And I had refused to go back. I just, it was weird. So I remember I went a day early for my brother-in-law and my, my buddy so that I could get that out of the way. And go look at the hole and if I was going to cry, cry and I got all that stupid stuff out of the way. And, um, but I remember going to the memorial with my family. This was probably six years ago. That was pretty darn emotional. You know, it, it was tough to, to take all that in. So I'm going to go, where I'm going with this is, is it maybe a topic that's so sad that it's tough to talk about? Because we, we heard some of our, our young ones in the 7 o'clock hour talk about perspective and being desensitized and whatnot, which they made some valid points. But is it that? Is it that you've been desensitized to what happened? Like, do you look back on that and as crazy as the world that you live in is, is is it not kind of crazy to think the events of what happened that day and how many people perished that day? Like, I'm curious to get not just your thoughts about that day. You weren't around that day. None of you were. But how history has recorded it for you. Raya made a great point earlier about it's been shoved down our throat. I don't think she meant it in a bad way, but it has been to a certain degree. They didn't consume it, so it's been it's been given to them. It's been presented to them. And I'm just, I always wonder if what was presented to them is as accurate as what I remember it to be. But that's just, I mean, because you were talking about 2039. And 2039, obviously, you're referring to how yes. we're going to be seeing that. But the, 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 the generation in 2039 is going to kind of see it similar to what this generation but sees 9-11. They'll be your age. Yes. See. But see, but they would have lived it. Exactly. But they'll be your age. So, we, so I'm so curious to know what 
Remember the time we had to wear masks around for, what was it, almost a year? Gosh, that was crazy, wasn't it? Are they going to remember it like that, or in 2039 they're going to have their own mask? No, I think they're going to remember it. I don't, I don't, I hope they're not, they're, they don't have their own mask. But I think they're going to remember it the way you and I and Yendi remember um, 9-11. We, even though, like, I didn't live in New York. I had no connections to New York in 2001. But just seeing it and, 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 and dealing with the everyday life of how we had to deal here. Like, that day I was running back and forth. They shut down uh, downtown Miami. My mom wasn't able to get home till a certain time. I passed by Miami-Dade College and I was in school. They locked down school. I couldn't get out. I had to go pick up my brother Achilles. Like, I was running around. Then eventually I had to go to work because I was doing after-school care. And then I had a totally different group of kids that I had to go ahead and try to console about it. Everybody remembers where they were and what they were doing. And it's always peculiar when you live that moment. This group of individuals, weren't, they weren't around. Right. I ask you guys, and it's a very simple question. You hear, tw you hear this now. Do you think in 2039 you will look at what you've been through with COVID in a similar fashion, as tragic, not as tragic, and more importantly, What's your view on a day like today? Just your, your clear perspective on what a day like today means because, like, we can overstate its role in history, but I want to know what that role for you is, like your perspective on it. And I want some of the I think quiet we'll definitely ones to look speak at it up. differently, in my opinion, because how, that, COVID, it was kind of just like a main thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said, how is that? Well... I just think because we're living through it, this isn't a one day sort of attack. This is one year of our lives just directly affected by it. I mean, look, we're, we're going to school online now. It, it just affected our lives in such a different way. It changed pretty much every part of our lives that I think we're going to look at it differently than as a tragedy. We're going to look at it as, I think, more of just like a time period where things were just different, not as a tragedy, in my opinion. Uh, I kind of think that both will be remembered. I mean, I, I think that COVID might be remembered in a different light because obviously of our perspectives of dealing with it, having to maneuver ourselves into this new life and having it be a portion of how we are today. Like, I think that's a big part of what might make it more impactful or what might make it more of um us kind of having the same perspective you guys do with 9-11. But I still think that it's it's a pretty meaningful thing no matter what. Like even if 9-11, let's say when in 2039 might not seem like a big deal because it's not as presented to the kids as it was to us because who knows, maybe they just wanted to change it up. I still think no matter what, like those whole ideals kind of set the basis. I mean, I'll, I'll reiterate it however much however much I possibly can but I think those ideals of us being shown that completely one desensitize us to the topic of it that's why we seem to be a little bit less um emotional when it comes to it because I remember first watching it a couple of times watching those videos I was like a crying mess as a child but I think when it goes down to it it set a, a basis of, of a generation and I think that's kind of what would make this a very impactful thing because it's a different type of trauma that we're just going through. Well, I just think it like depends on the like person, the situation like that you're going through at this moment. Like personally for me, I wouldn't see it as a tragedy. I'd see it more of like 
this era in my life where like we had these issues and like it was hard to like maneuver through life because you know you're scared that you might get a virus and you could possibly die for me it's not really a tragedy because i haven't lost anyone to it and i've just stayed home i haven't had any problems like i've literally stayed home this whole time so it wasn't really hard for me but somebody that lost somebody with this that's why it's like more of like a tragedy whereas like 9-11 it like had a less of a like trajectory of like who it hit like who it really like affected affected I mean besides the fact that like you know the whole America changed for you guys for us it didn't so that's why we've always seen America as this like homeland security we've always had to go through the airports like this it didn't change for us that, that's an interesting it's funny how so it's weird right so I asked them for their perspective and every so often they're able to give us ours, right? Like they, not only do they know theirs, but they understand our perspective and why theirs is different. That, uh, well, we've also been jamming our perspective down their throat, like she said, since she was in like third yes, grade. Yes. And so, so she's, they're taking our perspective and be like, okay, this is our perspective. We understand this is how you guys see it, but this is how we see it. Well said, young Araya. Aloha. That was awesome. <laughs> Man. Thanks. Spreading the knowledge. I want to get the rest of you, though, because I'm very interested. I I kind of marvel at your perspective. Like, part of what makes this job satisfying to me is getting to hear your points of view, right? I always tell you guys you keep me young. But at the same time, I, like, I see how a young person looks at things. And sometimes I either try to understand it or sometimes I just tell you, you guys are off your rocker. Uh, but I want to hear some of you that usually stay quiet around here. Let's go. Um, okay, so 9-11 is something I normally only think about on that day. Right. And if like, we're being honest, I didn't really even know it was 9-11 until you said it earlier today. So that kind of shows where I'm on on this topic. But I do think this is something that is going to stay in history and in our lives. Even if you just think about it on that day, it's still an important topic. And still kids now, even like they start learning about this in elementary. So it's like something that's learned at a young age and already like put into your mind. That's, yeah, I think it's the, the as much as we thought we weren't telling them enough about it, they got enough about it. They know about it. We got it, dad. We got it. I know. It's interesting. Thank you, Sabrina. Can I tell you in Spanish my answer? Absolutely. Dime en español. Palante. Eh, yo creo que el COVID no va a ser una tragedia como lo fue el 9-11. Porque el COVID, sí, tú puedes tener un virus, pero tal vez ese virus tiene una cura. En cambio, el 9-11, las personas que traje, eh, lamentablemente murieron no van a poder eh, revivir como las personas que tienen el COVID que tienen una cura. And for those of you who don't understand, he says that, you know, for some people who get COVID, obviously there's a cure or there's a survival rate. There's no people who suffered on 9-11. They died. There was no survival rate for that. And I am paraphrasing what he said. Bien dicho, Jermaine. Anybody else? I, I love hearing your perspective on this. Go ahead. 
mean, yeah, like what Jermaine said, like I I I kind of agree with him because in a way of that, um, since we're so modern now and to, as technology is like um, exponentially growing, we can find a way to like cure COVID nineteen, you know. But like in nine eleven, it's a different like aspect due to the fact that it happened all at once and like there wasn't any survival rate where you can like um where like actual people like the firefighters can actually go and save them you know because at the end of the day they were risking their lives doing what they love too and like um it's just not the same you can't compare the two like saying that oh that we're gonna feel the same way how you guys feel about um 9-11 I mean, I'm going to go back to Sabrina's point. If I can, I want to go back to Sabrina's point that a lot of people have forgotten about 9-11 and a lot of people have forgotten about the heroes like Todd Beamer, who he ended up uh, Flight 93, which was the one that crashed into the field. People have said that it was trying to go to the White House and those people knew that it was that they, they knew what was going on. So they sacrificed themselves for a lot of other lives and a lot of people forget that. A lot of people forget that there are heroes in this really dark day. And I don't think that it's going to be forgotten. I think that we're always going to remember it. I obviously think the impact isn't going to be as big, but I do feel like we're going to remember it. And COVID, I don't, like Monique said, I don't even think you could put it in the same sentence. It's 9-11 was a tragedy. And like Jermaine said, with the technology growing, it's a disease. So we can find a cure. 9-11, there wasn't any survival rate. You just... You couldn't avoid it. I mean, they also, they also, going back to what... Okay. My bad. You go first. Go ahead, That's all right. Okay. Uh, going back to what um, Jermaine said about, like, the survival rate, like, being a lot higher than 9-11. Uh, my grandma actually caught COVID, and I thought my world was falling apart, but she recovered from it. So it wasn't as impactful as I thought it would have been. So I don't, I don't really know. But like, you have people that have lost like their whole family, mothers and stuff. So it really depends on the person. So I don't really think nine eleven and COVID should even be in the same category because it was just like a sudden death. And like for nine eleven, but for COVID, it's like a gradual. Like you see the death rates gradually. It's not like sudden. You know what I mean? You do understand, though, that the perspective isn't so much from comparing tragedies as it is comparing life-altering events from a perspective of living through it. So you guys can't necessarily li have lived through 9-11, but you're living through this one right now. So Frank and my perspective and, and Yendi's perspective are people who live through both. They're very different. You're 100% right. But my question is more along the lines of 19 years from now, Will this be one of those moments that you look upon with tragic eyes or with a tragic feel? Because obviously what 9-11 is is just that. But we remember that on the day. This is six months. There's no day attached to this. It's six months and going. It's going to go on and on. It looks like it's going to be the better part of 2020. It's going to be about the mask and it's going to be about COVID-19. So... In understanding that, what's going to leave that longer impression? In my life, I think the longer impression is the 9-11. But only because, I, and I think that they said it best, it, it's, 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 
It's not, you know, you get sick, you, there's, a, you know, there's survival rate. Now, people have died. 190,000 people have died. That's no joke, brother. No, not at all. That's a 9-11 every three days. They said it the other day. And I did the numbers. It's accurate. That's a lot of people passing away. Now, numbers questionable, whatever. We are living that reality. And 20 years from now, God willing, I'm alive. I'm going to look back on it. And like I said, it will be a memory from the distant past if I don't have to wear a mask. But if masks become a reality of my everyday, then you're darn straight. This is going to have a much bigger impact on me than 9-11 ever did. It's all about that perspective, what I'm talking about. So I hope that's understood as well. How much did we know about the 1918 flu pandemic before this whole thing went down? It seems down? like it's a topic of conversation when never before had I talked about it. I don't even want to be foofy and say that I was aware that it had happened. Because I think I'd be bold-faced lying you. Correct. I don't think I had any knowledge of a 1918 flu until the 19, uh, the 2020 COVID. So it, it's just interesting, that perspective. But you guys are right. They're not really comparable. What I'm trying to get a perspective or a comparison of perspective on is a huge event, one that affects everyone around you. And I can tell you that 9-11 was that. It affected the way we thought. Uh, there was a paralyzation of things that was akin to a, to a hurricane. I can't even lie to you. Things sort of stopped. Sports stopped. And this baby got sports to stop for four months, not for a week. This is a big deal. What you guys are living through right now is a big deal. Make no mistake about it. We could put political tags on all of this until we're blue in the face or until 2039, whichever comes first. <laughs> this is a big freaking deal to live through. If it, You're not one of these, but if you graduated high school during this mess, big deal. It's a big deal. It's a royal pain in the nose. People graduating college, pain in the nose. People who are getting married, pain in the nose. Yep. People having babies, pain in the nose. Pain in the nose. People needing regular procedures like removals of gallbladders, pain in the nose. Moms giving birth. Pain in the nose. Imagine that. You have a baby. You expect people to come over, visit you and stuff. The only person allowed in there pretty much is the dad. People Yo. dying alone. I'm happy to hear that one of our star teachers actually teaches about the 1918 flu. Am I correct, Araya, in saying that Basant? Basant's a G if she does that. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she taught a, when the um, pandemic first hit, she... She, she took the time it. to teach she her that. She, everything's a teaching article. moment with her. She's an excellent teacher. You can tell her I said so. Rock star. Don't let her know. Yep, rock star. So that's good. I mean, like, 
at least you understand your perspective on things. I'm just, I'm very candid with you. It's don't downplay all of this. Remember what things were like in January. I think the worst hit for like uh, when people die during COVID and they have to like, they can't hold like, you know, I lost a ceremony. I lost a friend who died alone on a hospital bed. And ironically, he didn't even have COVID. Okay. He had something else. He had a complication. He died because you couldn't access the hospital by himself. The guy who spent his whole life being there for his friends and for his family. He had to die by himself, alone and afraid. That's That's real a different kind of tragedy you know what I mean and you guys have lived this and you'll hear the stories and you know what's funny is someone who's four or five years old who doesn't not going to remember this especially if it goes away with the wind will probably give us the same yeah you shoved this down our throat we heard about it I remember I don't remember having to wear a mask like I, I can just see the little rugrats doing that now we went long in this segment, guys, because we just thought it was, it made a lot of sense to do so. I, I, I wanted to get perspective on that. And, you know, by all means, not going to even try to minimize anything having to do with COVID. Refuse to do that. I believe at least one of you have had a situation where you've had a close family member affected similarly. It's it's not cool. So it's something you will always remember. Always. Anthony lost a cousin a few months ago. Mario, you lost your grandmother. On this. Yeah, I did. Condolences to you and your family on that. Thank you. By the way, this was recent. Um, there's an impact to that. There's stuff that'll stick with you. You'll live through it. No, you're not going to be, you know, negatively affected. It's the things in life that we learn to deal with, or learn to remember, or learn to observe. But it'll stick with you forever. You won't forget that. My cardiologist, one of the freaking healthiest people, and I say mine, he's really my wife's cardiologist. Dude was super fit, man. He went down in front, he was one of the first ones to go. Spent six weeks in a coma before he passed away. So it's, it's very real, and while not comparable, they are, to a certain degree, altering events. Perspective altering, life-altering, emotionally altering. There's an altering of some sort with this event, similarly to 9-11 with us back in 2001. So uh, I, would, I would warn you as someone who's been through both, I sound like an old man when I say that, Frank, hmm. um, to stay guarded and reserved with your complete perspective and always remember that at the foot of all of this, 
are the tragedies of lives lost. Regardless, I don't, you know, you know, shortly after all this happened and they started with the conspiracy theories that the plane didn't hit the, oh my God. Just remember, this is as real as it gets. Perspective on all that is important. I do appreciate some of you who chimed in. Um, Frank, I can just honestly say I'm going to sound like a really, this is where I'm going to blow it all. Right here. You ready? Here's where I'm going to ruin it. I'm just glad there's sports so I don't have to think about all this morbid stuff. You see what I mean? I told you I'd ruin it. Agreed. I told, I'd find a way to ruin it. I've always got a dumb thing to say at the end of it all. It was fun watching football yesterday. It was fun watching football yesterday. A lot of fun. Felt back. Like, uh, my buddy FaceTimed me uh, from the game, though, and it kind of felt felt kind of depressing. Well, like, because there was nobody crowd. there, and it's not a real game because right. there's no real fans there. So he told me, he goes, uh, bro, at the end of the day, I'm just glad football's back. Live football. He goes, I'm glad live football's back. Right, we'll see how it goes this weekend when we're watching games in empty stadiums. It should be interesting to see how that works out. But anyway, that is another real, like, how everything has been altered. The rules are different for everything this year because of the pandemic. Can't get more real than that, man. It changes the way you do everything. No doubt. No doubt. How will you remember it? See, Addison won't remember. Addison will be like, yeah, man, I heard about that stuff. I never wore a mask in my life. Not true. I have a picture of her in a mask. In a mask, chilling? Yeah. Sure is beautiful, man. Thank you, man. Thank God she looks like her mom. Thank God. Thank God she just looks nothing like you. Dear God, I was amazed when I saw her yesterday. I was like, look at this. <laughs> a beautiful child. I don't know how beautiful and, and frank are in the same concept, but whatever. She's just beautiful. God bless you, Jen. God bless her. God bless Jen. God bless Jen, I tell you. <sighs> to have to carry the weight of that, it's tough, Frank. I be the real tragedy. She's a hero. Did you did you think you'd get so lucky? No, not at yeah. all. You figure you know you're smart, so he's like, Well, the kid's gonna be smart at least. Right. But how are you gonna couple the smarts with the with the good looks? You 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 had to it's a wing and a prayer. You're like, Jen's a good-looking woman, but you're really ugly. I got the brains. It's tough. It's tough to even out you're ugly. Well, that's fine. At least I'm smart. Sometimes. Well. Not all the time. You got lucky because she's a looker. And now you have problems because she smiles at boys. That's a problem. That's a bit of a problem. That's, that's a concerning. problem. Yes. Yes, that's a bit concerning. Smiling at boys. That's a problem. You'll learn soon that that's a problem. Yes. Real issue. Girls smiling at boys. Don't smile at him. No. <laughs> you, oh, boy. Won't be long now. Shotgun, AR, what, what do you, what's your method of, of? Desert Eagle. Oh, okay, good. You, you'll, you'll be locked, loaded, and ready. Ready to fire. <laughs> so are we when we come back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? 
Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning, Amigo on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Good morning, America. I'm Charles Gibson. I'm Diane Sawyer, and it's Tuesday, September 11th, 2001. It is beautiful outside, perfect September day with lots of sunshine. We will never forget. Just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the south tower of the World Trade Center. We have no idea of what it was. It was a tremendous boom. We will never forget. The air is filled with hundreds of thousands of pieces of paper. We will never forget. It looks like a, a new plume, a new large plume of smoke. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! We will never forget. There is panic on the streets, thousands of people running up Church Street. We will never forget. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. This whole place looks like a war zone. We will never forget. This is certainly the worst and most coordinated single attack in the history of the United States. We will never forget. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney 
who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey there, this is Lakina, and I am here with my teammates, the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Woo! He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Lakina was cheering last night. I don't know, did they have cheerleaders on the sidelines? I was wondering. Woo! I know they allowed 17,000 fans at Arrowhead Stadium, and they did a pretty good job with noise because NBC didn't have to, didn't have to pump in any uh, uh, artificial crowd noise. Hmm, interesting. Like they do in the bubble? Like they do in the bubble. Yeah, they have to in the bubble. What are you going to do? That concept, I love it. It's just so strange still. It is a little odd. It's going to be weird watching the moving forward games in that bubble. These are bigger stage games now. These are. just. It hasn't gotten weird for you yet? Not yet. Kind of gotten used to it already. Just looks like they're playing basketball on a stage. Like a movie set, right? It doesn't feel like basketball, like no, the event, the, uh, the the excitement, like, like they, a movie set. They zoom out and you have all those screens and you have all those, uh, like all the lights and stuff like that. Like it just, it looks like a huge stage. Like might as well put it in the middle of Biscayne Boulevard and just kind of just play basketball in the middle of the, of the street. I'm down for that. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the electricity in that building in 601. Of course. Yes. You can't duplicate yes. that. Come on, man. There's something about that place. Maybe I'm just being fiendishly selfish because I know that I'm credentialed for every one of those games, and I would be at every one of those games right now. Did you know that building is LEED certified? Yes. Is, I'm sorry? LEED certified. What's that mean? It has a designation as being environmentally sustainable, like officially. It's a very prestigious title, and you have to go through a lot to make sure that you can keep that title. L-E-E-D-S. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It's called LEEDS what? LEED certified. LEED certified. So it's environmentally sustainable. Do you want to translate that for old dudes like me? It's a big old building that is friendly to the environment because of all the systems that they put in place. Black water systems, solar power energy, everything that needs to run a big building without having to tap into too much like uh, nuclear energy or energy that's not natural. I see. Okay. So it's that too? I just think it's a cool place to win championships. Yeah, and the fact that it's Leeds makes it even cooler. 
You know, I had never heard up until now that it was Leeds certified. Until I heard it from you, young Yandy. Did any of you know this was Leeds certified? Any of you? Any of my comp, any of my compu nerds out here? Mario? No clue. I didn't. I didn't know that it was, but I knew what the certification was. So you knew about the certification, but you didn't yeah. know that the AAA was Leeds certified. I mean, Larry, there's a huge banner that hangs on that. the opposite side of the championship banner. It's white with green letters. It says Leeds certified. That would require for me to be intuitive. And do you think I notice a flag that's flying on the AAA that I haven't been to in how long? Well, but if you're sitting in the press box like you do because you're a big bad radio guy, yeah, you look straight. That's right in your face. I've never really noticed it. Maybe if I see it, I'll go. Oh yeah, I have noticed it. I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna show you a picture. You can Google it. Yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't notice it because no me estoy fijando. Yeah, I had no. Was... I, I had no idea what that was. Yeah, and we were the first sports actual venue to do it. We were in a race with the Atlanta Hawks, but we got it first. Well, nobody goes to Hawks games anyways. Hawks, Hawks aren't cool. We're it cool. shows a commitment to the responsibility of <laughs> It shows a commitment to the responsibility of what? To the responsibility that these guys are taking on, the Miami Heat, the organization, towards making our environment better. Remember, Miami runs on environment, environmentally friendly places to bring more tourists down. Set it backwards. It's actually green with white letters. I see. I just sent you a picture. There you go. Okay. I didn't know this existed. I was the, the unbeknownst to me. You learn something new every day. You learn. What do you want to tell you? I didn't know this stuff. And you're so, I like, you, you seem like to be an advocate of it. I'm trying to save the environment and find world peace. That's my mission. World peace. So you and Frank are going to resolve the world one life at a time. Right? Mother Teresa said that's how you change it. I just try to change the a-holes. Yeah, well, those... The people that don't know how to drive, the people that cut in my way, people that don't let me live my life. Those are the people I try to change. Yeah, that's... I can... One person at a time. Yeah. No, it makes, sense. it makes sense. <laughs> I like that. That's a good strategy. Um, all right, so lead certified AAA arena. Not the reason why I would go to a playoff game there. Not the reason. That's not the reason. No, it's it's a very loud arena. It's just a loud arena, and and, and the vibe is there, and I, 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 I go heat. <laughs> It also helps that the team that plays in there is pretty good at the whole basketball thing. They're good at that basketball that, thing. At that basketball. That basketball thing. They're really good yeah. at it. Good job, Anthony. They're good at that basketball thing, those guys. Are we cocky? We are cocky Heat fans, though. We very much are. Because for a team that has no business being in the Eastern Conference Finals, we act like we're supposed to be there. Because we've been there before. That's the way you And that's why we're waiting for everybody else to finish, because we're so good, we finish before we finish first. The team that wasn't supposed to be there is the first one with a ticket punch to the Eastern Conference Finals, or to any finals. I was actually asked, do we go out to 49th Street with the pots and pans? I'll go to La Carreta right now. I'll go do the rest of the show from La Carreta. I got a pot... I got my drumstick and I got a pan in my car right now. Like, I'm ready to go, bro. It's been a long time since I've been in La Carreta in La Cuarenta. I wish there was oh a way God. to switch on to live, ah, live programming. Oh, yeah. 
We're actually able, we're, we're, we're to win the Eastern Conference. We would cut into live footage from wherever the hell they're making noise. That would be kind of fun. Yes, young Yandy. The last victory, my husband took me for the first time in my life to La Carreta for the pots and pans. I was definitely in a shock, state of yeah, shock. It was culture shock. shock. I had never done that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always seen it on TV, but I had never participated. That was that was intense. You haven't seen some of the LeBron era 49th Street parades. Those those are wild. I, I went to those. I had always observed from TV, but it was never there until David took me. I was like, what have you brought me to? This is fun. That is heat culture for you. What's heat culture? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's what's heat culture? Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Just the best fans in the NBA. That's all. The best fans in the NBA? Where is this? this I'm playing. I'm playing. Judged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lie. No. Knicks fans exist. They have watched their yeah. team perpetually Knicks, lose Knicks forever, and they still show up. Surprisingly loyal. Let's, he I says that surprisingly. As he he says it as he angles his computer to show the jersey placed right behind Bryant. him. Yeah, the Kobe yeah, Bryant. But also Miami Heat hoop. So yeah, is that too? So the best fans. Then you backed away from that. So what what, what else lends to this culture, young man? Winning. Oh, you can ask. You can ask Jimmy Butler. No, I'm gonna ask you. What? What? What is it? The culture of Miami. What's the that? Latino culture. What's that culture? South Florida culture, the Hispanic culture of Miami, and the togetherness that we have. There's a unity. That's There's true. Unity. The pots and pans United, thing, like we make fun of it. United in black, baby. We're united in white because when we go white hot, it's kind of cool too. Yeah, but this year is united that, in that's, black. That's our phrase. That's the slogan this year. I know. I remember wearing black to those games, and those we always won when we wore black. Yeah, we were always kind of mean when we wore the black. It looked I super love it. cool. Love the black. We were menacing when we wore black. Yeah. Same with LeBron. I don't know why, but for some reason, whenever he wears black, he's just a different breed. Okay. Oh, by the way, Anthony, uh, I just want to ask you something. So you called Heat fans the most loyal fans, right? Um, Did it in the 2013 finals? Didn't? Wasn't there a whole group that left five minutes before Ray Allen hit that, that shot? That would that would be called bandwagon fans, Mario. Okay, Those okay. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying you called them the Probably best the fans. I'm a Heat fan myself, but still. Three years ago. Yeah, but still, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just gonna nudge that towards you. I don't know, but those are probably the same fans that are Golden State Warriors fans, and they're probably Lakers fans today. That was an abrupt end to a conversation, wasn't it? Thanks for your addition to all that. Thanks, like a, guys. It's like a mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. kind of just. <laughs> yeah, that didn't. That, what's wrong with their sound today? I don't know. I it's think it's Anthony. not going Anthony, well. Anthony, you got something going on with your sound. It's, it's, I don't like the way it sounds, so you have to work on that. All right. I think the cocky Heat fan needs to understand. Um, Probably not as good as we think we are. Is that safe to say, or am I going to get yelled at for that one too? No, you're right. Yeah, I think probably. You you are 100% right. I think deep down inside, every Heat fan knows that we're not supposed to be where we are. 
That's why you're telling me, like, oh, if we lose, is, is it a failure? No, it's not a failure. Not we a weren't failure. expected to beat. Now, now we it's beat different. the best team in the NBA. Okay. And we're only projected to be an eighth seed. Yeah, but that, so, but you know what? Oh, according about, to Philadelphia, we were supposed to be the worst team ever. We're a year ahead of schedule. According to Philly, we're three years ahead of schedule. Yeah. Underestimation is a really good tool. So is trust if in we the process. <laughs> <laughs> that was for Mario. Thank you. It's true. Hey, did that did that young lady get pummeled? She probably didn't get pummeled for her comments, did she? Probably not. The Philadelphia sports journalist. Yeah, everybody went at her on Twitter. Did they really go at her? Yeah, because I, what I saw was kind of soft. Yeah. People they, were just having fun with me. Well, memes. I mean, that's what happens. You kind of go, you have fun with it. Like, what's going to happen to her? Call her a hack. Well, there were a lot of clown compilations on Twitter with her. Did she at least acknowledge it? No. Yeah, she put a post up and everything. No, the post that she put up was fake respect to the heat. Oh, I, like did she respond to people's... I have no idea. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I remember seeing a tweet when Jimmy Butler signed with the heat. And it was like, oh, enjoy... enjoy. Your career-long vacation and going 34 and 49. The Sixers got swept, so that really made me happy. If we win the Eastern Conference Finals, we're going to achieve more than the process ever will. Ever did, period. Yeah. No, ever will, because they're not getting past the Eastern Conference Finals. They're not even getting past the semifinals. Do, do you understand why talking hey, sports with them is exasperating? Do you, do you see now the point, Frank? I see. Yeah. Do you see why I'd rather talk sports with young Yendi? That's why I let her talk sports. Young Yandy's gonna about scream at me in three seconds, but whatever. Long enough to get the delay through. No, I'm no. not gonna yell at you. No. I'm actually enjoying my sports conversations with you because there's a lot to be learned. A lot to so. be learned, yes. One of the things to learn is that there was Major League Baseball we never went over yesterday. At this point, I don't feel like doing it. We spoke briefly when we started. Yeah, but I never went over the scores. Talked about the A's being the... Yeah, I don't feel yeah. like doing the scores today. I want to be scoreless. Okay. We'll be scoreless. It's your show. Today we're scoreless. Unlike... See, unlike the Braves against the Marlins the other night. They, they scored all right. <laughs> Hi. They, they scored like a bachelor at a bachelor party. Man. All right. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Are the Marlins finally becoming the Marlins now? Well, no, but the Marlins are our 500 team mm -hmm. in an expanded playoff format. They're going to get their sneak in, perhaps. And when they do, they're going to get pummeled in the first round. And that'll be it. But then again, it'll be a best of three, a best of five, or a best of three series, actually. So, so define what the Marlins, playing like the Marlins means. Playing like the Marlins is not winning often. Remember, they started off like 7-1, and one, and they haven't really been that since. So we're just grasping and clawing to mediocrity. As Marlins should. Well, yeah, that's, that's the Marlins' way, right? At least when they're, not, when they're not in the playoffs, that's the Marlins' way. But you see, here's the, what's going to happen is the Marlins are going to finally lose a playoff series. <laughs> <laughs> Marlins have never lost in the playoffs. Ne never lost. They're a series. gonna finally lose a playoff series. They're gonna sneak in, and somebody's gonna spank them. 
and that little thing's gonna end. <laughs> you know, I would you rather sound just so not upset make about it, it, bro. Why do you sound so butthurt about this? It's not butthurt because I mean I love the Marlins, but that that one always annoyed me. Never lost in the playoffs. Okay, well, stop. <laughs> we never won a division either. Yes, you know a lot of people don't know that. Both times that the Marlins won the World Series, they won them as wild cards. Incredibly enough. You can also say both times the Marlins the playoffs because they've only made it twice. And how long have they been? Well, that's Almost that's two more. Years? That's the same two World Series the Mets have won in sixty years. The Marlins have done it in thirty. So whatever. I'm just talking out loud right now. Sort of defending the Marlins in case you're planning on Crazy, spreading the some around heat. for 27 years. 30 almost. Almost 30. That's nuts. I remember when they first started. Yes, I do. I remember Charlie Huff's first pitch. Yes. It was a knuckleball. It was a knuckleball. That strike. first pitch wasn't a strike, by the way. It wasn't, but they, you knew they were going to get the strike. Of course they were. He could have yeah. rolled it to home plate. He could have. He could have done his best impression of Earl Anthony, and he still would have gotten the strike call. He could have bounced it over and would have called the strike. Forget about it. That was, <laughs> that was a strike six months before. <laughs> oh, the man. biggest no-brainer in sports was that first. You knew that first pitch was a strike, but that's hard to believe 27, almost 28 years ago. That's nuts. Good old Marlins, baby, giving you memories. So are we here at Good Morning Amigo. When we come back, we'll continue doing more of that. It's Freaky Friday. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.